Uh, can we just start by giving ourselves a hand for showing up to church on Friday night at 7 o'clock to celebrate the cross of Jesus? Amen. It is such a beautiful night to be here. Um, and, and I want to be clear about something straight from the jump this morning. Because I, I think that tonight, <laughs> I, I think that so often there's a misconception uh, about Good Friday, and, and, and I want us to understand that we're not here to be sad that Jesus died. We're not here just because we know Sunday's coming. We're, we're not here because it's a requirement of our faith. We're here in celebration of what Jesus did for us as he hung on that cross. And we are here to magnify that cross because it stands as a symbol of everything we believe in as people who have put our faith in Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 6. Can we jump, jump right into scripture this morning? Jump. Can we jump? Can we jump right into scripture this morning? Oh my gosh, this afternoon, tonight, this evening, man, look, next time I say this morning, Shelly, just don't correct me, just let me go with it. <laughs> Can we jump right into scripture this beautiful evening? Galatians six fourteen says, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. May I never boast except in the cross. May I never boast except in the cross. I, I love that Paul, as he's writing this letter, he doesn't say uh, that I, I, I mourn the cross or, or that I remember the cross. No, he says I boast in the cross. What does that mean? The definition of boast is to, is to talk with excessive pride or satisfaction. He said, I've got satisfaction in the cross, and, and more than that, he said, may I have satisfaction in nothing else but the cross of Jesus Christ. So I just want to say right, right here tonight that we're not here to mourn. We're here to celebrate. Why? Because even though what happened to Jesus was one of the most horrifying and gruesome and terrible moments in all of history, it was also the moment in history where our sin was separated as far as the east is from the west. And we were set free from the bondage that the enemy once held us under. So I want us to look... Um, even in my notes I've got this morning. I want us to look tonight at four uh, really kind of intricately uh, interconnected reasons that we boast or that we take pride in or that we put our satisfaction in or that we celebrate this day. Four reasons that we celebrate the cross of Jesus Christ. And the first reason is this. We celebrate the cross because we're forgiven. We celebrate the cross because we're forgiven. Ephesians 1, 
verse 7 says, in him, who's him? Jesus. In Jesus, we have redemption through what? His blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. So we celebrate the cross because it's through this cross and through the blood that poured down from it that we have received a forgiveness that was otherwise impossible for us to ever receive. Do we understand that today? That, that this forgiveness that we received by the cross of Christ, that there was no other way on planet earth, in heaven, anywhere, in, in all of creation, there was no other way for us to receive that forgiveness. There was no other way for us to receive that redemption. Why was it impossible for us to receive it another way? Because there's no way to be forgiven without the spilling of blood. Because our sins incurred on us a debt that we owed with our life. It says in Hebrews Chapter 9, verse 22, it says, uh, I think it's probably going to make our pastor mad that I'm using the NIV for this verse because I've never heard him say it this way. But it says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Without the, what's that supposed to say, pastor? Remission of sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So what does that mean? It means that blood must be shed for us to be forgiven. And that blood has to come in order for us to be forgiven by something else's blood. It has to come from a place, from someone that was pure and spotless. Someone that was without sin. So what happened? Jesus lived the life that we could never live. And Jesus died the death that we should have died so that we could be made right, so that we could be forgiven by God. Going on in, in Ephesians 1, 7 and the first part of 8, it says, we already read this first part. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. What? That he lavished on us. How beautiful is that? The grace of God lavished on us. Us. It's by God's grace and God's grace alone that we are forgiven for the sins that separated us from him. It is only by the grace of God and only by the cross of Christ that we are forgiven that this chasm between us and God is closed. We're going to move on to that in, in just a moment. So the first reason that we celebrate the cross is because we are forgiven. The second reason, this is going to be a quick message tonight. The second reason is this, we celebrate the cross because we are healed. We celebrate the cross because we are healed. In Isaiah 53, verse 5, it says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds 
we are healed. By his wounds, we are healed. What does that mean? Does it mean that we're healed from cancer? Does it mean that we're healed from mental illness? Does it mean that we're healed from diseases or disorders? No, no, no. It's much more than that. It means by his wounds, we are healed from the sin virus that has been in us since birth. It means that sin infection that separated us from God. It means by his wounds, we are healed from that virus. It says in Ephesians 2, 4 and 5, it says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. Even when we were dead in transgressions. Look, the virus of sin killed us. The virus of sin made us spiritually dead. Now we are walking alive in this body and we are walking alive in this earth, but the virus of sin had us spiritually, make no mistake, dead and completely separated from our creator. But by the cross, our spiritual state is now transferred from one of death and destruction to one of life and abundance. Why? Because we are healed from that sin virus. When our sin was keeping us from God, God made a way for us to come home to him. And that was through our forgiveness, which led to our healing. And then the third thing, we're forgiven and we're healed. And the third thing is we celebrate the cross because we're connected. Because we're connected. Here's the truth that we've got to anchor our minds into tonight. There, there's, a, there's a flow to what, what we're seeing here, and it's that once, once we've been forgiven, we can be healed. And once we've been healed, we become connected. Jesus answered in, in John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Listen, there is no other way to connect to God other than through Jesus. No amount of good works can connect us to God. I don't care what the world tells you. You will never be good enough to connect yourself to God. No amount of generosity is enough to connect you to God. No amount of, of, of money, no amount of, of how much we give to the church can connect us to God. The only thing that connects us to God the Father is the person of Jesus and his sacrifice on that cross. Nothing more and nothing else. At the end of the day, our ability to step into relationship with God and be connected to God comes down to Jesus plus nothing. Jesus plus nothing. You want the gospel tonight? It's Jesus plus nothing. It's Jesus born, dead, raised, ascended. Jesus 
plus nothing. That's what our faith is, and that's the gospel tonight and forever. And if anybody tries to sell you something else, they're selling you a false gospel. Because there are a lot of things that we can go round and round about. But the gospel is Jesus crucified. Jesus resurrected. Jesus seated on the throne of glory. That's the gospel. It says in John 15, verse 5 and 6, I am the vine. I being who? Again, Jesus. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me, So if you remain in Jesus and I, Jesus, remain in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in Jesus, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. What's Jesus telling us here? What's Jesus laying out for us here in this passage in John, he's highlighting the importance of staying connected to him once we get connected to him. Once we get connected to him, we got to stay connected to him. And we got to understand today that if we are not staying connected to him, then we might not have ever been connected to him in the first place. We might have been connected to a different vine. Because if we're not staying connected to Jesus, then it is, I would almost say 100% that we were never connected at all. Because it says if you are not connected, if you don't remain, you'll be thrown away, you'll wither, you'll be thrown into the fire and burned. But God says that once you have become connected, that nothing can take you out of my hand. So if we, (laughs) if we're, if we were connected to Jesus and now we're not connected to Jesus, then maybe we weren't connected to Jesus. Is that making sense what I'm saying tonight? We receive the salvation we get forgiven we get healed and then we become connected and then we stay connected we don't allow the things of this world to pull us away from Jesus to disconnect us from the one who saved us Jesus is telling us here if we will stay connected to him we will bear the fruit of that connection or what we will be the people that he has uniquely designed us to be we will display the fruits of the spirit in us when we stay connected to him we are freed to do the things that as believers we're called to do, foremost being to love God and to love people. And that leads us to the final thing. We celebrate the cross because we are free. We celebrate the cross because we are free. John 8 verse 36 
says, so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. By the sacrifice of the son on the cross, we are set free from the bondage that sin once held us in. And we are now a people that walk in freedom to glorify God in all that we do and to live lives that are filled with everlasting joy and peace. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says therefore if anyone is in Christ the new creation has come (laughs) if anyone is in Christ the new creation has come the old has gone the new is here can somebody say the new is here come on the new is here The old has gone. The new is here. Now that we're in Christ, we are free to live as new creations, walking in the fullness of the calling and the destiny of God over our lives, sitting aside the old things that used to hold us back and pressing on to be what? To be effective assets for the kingdom of heaven. That's what God's created us to be, to be effective assets for the kingdom of heaven. Look, as Jesus hung on that cross, nails in his wrists and in his feet, a crown of thorns on his head, beaten, whipped probably not much skin left on his body he was beaten brutally humiliated you know he hung there naked cursed at spit on chose that for us he chose that for us and I love the way the story of Good Friday kind of comes to a close before Sunday rises it says later knowing that everything had been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled Jesus said I am thirsty A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of a hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he received the drink, as he hung there, in pain, in agony, Jesus said, It is finished. in one 